Nebraska on Tap, the source for everything educational and informational about groundwater in agriculture. If you are an ag producer or a citizen of Nebraska, this show is made for you by the Middle Republican Natural Resource District. Now it's time for our weekly show, hosted by Heather Disming. Hello, everyone, and thank you again for joining us this week on Nebraska on Tap. Our guest this week is going to be Troy Gilmore. Troy is the Associate Professor and Groundwater Hydrologist at the Natural Resources School at UNL. He has his PhD in Biological and Agricultural Engineering from North Carolina State University, and he also has his Bachelor's in Science of Civil Engineering and Water Resources emphasis from North Carolina State University. So he is a great wealth of knowledge that we will be listening to here soon. But he is starting up a outreach program called Nebraska Waves. So he is on this episode this week to talk to us about that program. So let's get into that. Go ahead and introduce yourself whenever you're ready, Troy. Well, thanks a lot for the chance to be on the podcast. A little bit about myself. I I was raised in Ohio, kind of a country kid. I grew up playing a lot in the woods and hunting and fishing. Uh, eventually, I ended up, in terms of my educational background, ended up at North Carolina State, and that's where I finished up my degrees there in engineering. Then I arrived in Nebraska in 2015. And one of the kind of one memorable thing about Coming to Nebraska was on the plane ride to my interview at UNL in 2015. I actually met a newly elected NRD board member on the plane, and I was really impressed with he and his wife were both talking about water management in Nebraska, and it was kind of a good launching point into uh, learning about how water was managed in Nebraska and how involved everyday people are in managing water and natural resources in Nebraska. And that's pretty much been a continual theme since I started working at UNL is finding that people are really engaged and interested in trying to manage those resources in a in a good way. So that's something I really appreciated about Nebraska. So my role at the university is in the conservation and survey division, which is Nebraska's geological survey. We're all part of the university mm-hmm. and the School of Natural Resources. And I'm also associated with the Biological Systems Engineering Department, which is familiar to a lot of people in uh, agriculture. And you have started, well, you're part of the Nebraska Waves, which is a website that's providing information for citizens who manage Nebraska's natural resources. Right. So NebraskaWaves.org is a website where we are publishing content that we think or we hope is uh, useful to people who are participating in the management of natural resources and especially water in Nebraska. And that can be, you know, at the home, the farm, ranch, or the agency levels. Right. And where you had fate intervene and um, got prepped by an NRD board member, this kind of helps others prep themselves if they don't have that uh, ability to coincidentally sit down next to an NRD board member on your way to a UNL interview. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, that was a really fortuitous uh, interaction there on the airplane. And it it did kind of affect how I thought about my role in extension. So my role involves doing research and then also trying to translate 
that research and other people's related research at the university in ways that hopefully are useful to Nebraskans. A lot of people don't haven't had the time or maybe the opportunity to study really specifically water and how it moves through watersheds or aquifers. And so that's one of the goals of this website is to, to kind of condense some of that type of information in ways that people can access that and maybe somewhere, you know, our videos we try to keep in kind of the three to seven minute range. Mm -hmm. We have other interactive modules that you can click through and learn maybe about how water moves. And we try to keep those in the you know, 10 to 20 minute range uh, so that they're kind of easily accessible. And they're also general information, but also geared toward Nebraska and the ways that Nebraskans might be able to use that information in managing water in their local area. So you guys pick three different things to basically focus on, it seems like. So water quantity, water quality, and water research history. And are those the three things that you felt that would be the best to send out there into the the state for everybody to learn about? Or is this kind of the main core of what water research is about? That's a really good question. We try to kind of balance what is timely and also what research is currently being produced, right? So in other words, what is timely for people in Nebraska to, you know, maybe in times of drought, there's a lot of demand for information on water scarcity. And during a time of a flood, then you might have uh, need resources more related to an excess of water on the landscape and things like that. And so it's kind of a balance of trying to have resources available in a timely way for people. And then in terms of the topics, water management kind of splits sometimes um, they're they're very much connected topics water mm -hmm. quantity and water quality mm -hmm. um, but often when we're doing training or or, or studying those um, it's sometimes if we want to zoom in a little bit on specific topics we think about it in terms of quantity or quality and so in terms of quantity you know in nebraska has a unique management system as most people know about the natural resource districts and their interaction with other state agencies. And so the idea of how do we manage uh, the water in Nebraska, uh, we wanted to work with both state agencies and NRDs in terms of developing and reviewing uh, content that was maybe useful to, to a lot of different people. Right. At, at the agency level, at the farm level and so on. Yeah, and I think you guys did a great job with that. I had I have gone through and watched quite a few of the videos, and Mark Burback was on a couple episodes ago, and we talked about a little bit about the IMPs um, through some of the surveys that he performed throughout the state. But you guys take it a little bit to the next level with a really awesome video about the basics of it, and then you have one where somebody's breaking it down a little bit more. And the same thing goes for your water quality videos as well. So I think you guys honestly did a great job on that. I think they'll be able to really get the gist of what you've been studying all these years to try to be able to understand what's going on with what you've been studying. Well, thanks a lot. Yeah, in the in terms of the you know, the nitrate videos, that's a important topic for Nebraska and we again we tried to really co create. We had a lot of scripts reviewed and and tried to work together with others on creating that content so that it's 
it builds on a lot of research and a lot of other knowledge in within the state uh, to, to develop those resources that are hopefully uh, both describe a, a big challenge, but also help us think about ways forward with that as well. Yeah. And how do you guys create these videos that you put on the site? But when it comes down to putting the videos together, does that go off to a separate team or do you guys still work with that team on those? The videos we've produced in a couple of different ways as it's kind of evolved a little bit. I will say one thing I definitely want to do is thank the Nebraska Environmental Trust for providing funding that helped us produce those videos. That included funding that allowed us to bring on Carla McCullough for a period of time to help develop the nitrate videos. And you'll hear Carla's voice on those videos. Do like you described, we had storyboards, we created scripts, and then those were sent back and forth with both researchers and uh, agency staff for a lot of reviews and refinement. And then Carla, Carla did the majority of the production, but there was some um, a video production. We did use a video production company to help with some of those videos. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, they look great. So whoever you guys hired did a great job. You and I were also talking a little bit about you have a groundwater management game that you are also working on to help uh, high schools. I'm involved in a project and it's led by Jenny Keshwani, Dr. Jenny Keshwani in the Biological Systems Engineering Department. And that is a USDA grant that is focused. The title of the grant is Cultivate Access to Data Science. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you see data science is a hot topic in data science, machine learning, and artificial intelligence. You see mm -hmm. that a lot in the news and everything. And the idea with that project is to develop the abilities and kind of empower high school students to use data for decision making, and especially in management of natural resources and water. And we're at the very beginning of that project, but it's something that I think is going to be neat. We're really brainstorming around what this groundwater game might look like. Wanted to mention that for people to, to keep an eye open for that and including educators maybe in your area that could be interested in engaging with that project, looking to engage with educators and students on that project. Yeah. And statewide, right? Yes. Yep. That's right. Very nice. Yeah. And, and like you said, you seems like we're not going to be able to fight it. AI is here through all of those years that we were growing up and you're like, wow, wouldn't it be crazy if we could see somebody on the other end of the phone? Bam, <laughs> there they are right. on the other end of the phone. <laughs> and so it's nice to see you guys taking proactive steps to know that you you are going to have to accept this AI into everything. And with all these apps going on for farming and precision farming being so crazy, I think you're on the right track to be able to incorporate all this for the new age of farmers. I agree. The The AI is, like you said, it's it's everywhere. It's in our hand when we're carrying our phone around, basically. It's good to learn about it so that we can use it in, in beneficial ways. Mm -hmm. You know, knowing the water quantity and quality. Right. Yeah. And that brings up another topic I was going to mention is that we are, we have started working on a script for an AM video, brief video on that, that will go up on the Nebraska Waves website. That's something else that people can, can watch for. Waves is an acronym that's just made up of Nebraska Watershed Aquifer Virtual Education System. 
it made for a good water related uh, acronym and something memorable for people to remember the nebraskawaves.org website. And there you go. And then you have waves. Well, it's definitely educational. Like I said, the videos that we have that you guys have on here, everybody should take a look at. And then there's a lot of other information on there that they can look at too. The water research stories I think is really great. So an interesting one on here just happens to be like the rusty pivots. But, you know, back east there are more older pivots compared to some of the newer pivots out west. The rusty pivot project and this is information on the rusty pivot project is on the research stories section of the website where we have three different research stories Mm -hmm. and what we've been trying to do with this website is try out it's an opportunity to kind of try out different forms of communicating information and in this case we try to give a little bit of a backstory to the research that we're doing and then kind of how it is done a little bit of inside look on that and then try to do kind of a broad summary of some of the major takeaways those are kind of how we're trying to construct those stories and hopefully uh, they're interesting to people but the the quote you know rusty pivot as we call it might be a better titled kind of a rust stain pivot and in many cases and so this is a situation where we have the you know invisible groundwater resource you know that's beneath our feet and we don't see but when it is sprayed out of the nozzles on the pivot the water can land on the different parts of the pivot the span the towers and so on and can kind of stain it uh, a rusty color in some cases you do truly have a rusty pivot uh, and or in some cases maybe a a pivot that's painted kind of a reddish color yeah this project what we found was at least in phelps adams and kearney counties where we did this kind of preliminary exploration was that the pivots that were stained in that rusty color tended to have lower nitrate concentrations and there is if you look at that story map there are some kind of viable explanations on why the water that's spraying out of those pivots and staining them a rust color the processes that are going on underground in the aquifer might actually be such that they reduce nitrate concentrations interesting Um, so the pivots aren't old they just look old in some cases they're both okay (laughs) Um, yeah but we have talked to people who who said that you know they can have a, a new pivot and it'll get stained and pretty short time period maybe weeks or whatever interesting Um, yeah so it's kind of interesting people might be able to relate to it also if they happen to be in an area where they tend to get kind of like an iron staining or rings in their bathtub or their sink or something Mm -hmm. you see that kind of iron color that would be similar to what we're observing on these pivot systems interesting i know here that out in southwest nebraska it's more of like a limestone type of buildup so clr is your friend um it's interesting Mm -hmm. to see the way that the aquifer changes as it moves that's that's right yeah we that's one of the big questions that we have a lot is just things groundwater groundwater quality those things can vary dramatically over fairly short distances you know from one section to another for example and those are questions that we get a lot 
with the Conservation and Survey Division, of course, we have a large database of test holes that a lot of people depend on that tell them about the, the aquifer and a lot of interpretation of trying to pull all that information together to create maps and cross sections of the subsurface. But yeah, those things vary a lot and that's of interest to people. Differences in how much water a given well produces or maybe big differences in water quality between wells that are on adjacent fields, for example. It is wild. And like I said, you guys have a huge data set to try to pull from to gather all the information that you can to make all those cool maps because it takes a lot of work to get (laughs) all that different data set going, I'm assuming. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's actually here on the sixth floor of Harden Hall. I was lucky when I got here in 2015, I was put in the office right next to where groundwater map, you know, annual groundwater maps are produced. And so I've learned a lot just by talking to CSD as well as traveling throughout the state and talking to people with NRDs and so on. Yeah, you didn't have to travel very far, just next door. You're like, hey, guys, what are you guys working on? Here's a coffee. Can I see? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's been really great. That sounds like your ultimate goal is with this project is just to inform, educate, and let everybody know about all the information that you guys have and, and get it out into the Nebraska hands. That's right. Yeah. And we are really interested in if people are interested in a specific topic, they feel like it'd be really important to have on a website like this. We're interested in collaborating with people to produce uh, new content, whether that's a, a research project that turns into a story or existing research that could be built on and a video made, for example. So, Yeah, that's awesome. And then anything else you want to add? One of the things that's related to kind of the machine learning AI conversation is we've started doing some research using time-lapse imagery. Cool. So I really, I find it very intriguing to use things that, like the Rusty Pivot Project or the Red Pivot Project, I really find it intriguing when you can see something and then draw some information out from that. So we've started using images from dedicated trail cameras or time-lapse cameras. For example, I have students who are building software that will allow us to draw out more information about water from those types of images. And a lot of this started by looking at the Platte Basin time-lapse project. Mm And their website, which you're probably familiar with, a lot of people are, they have an amazing uh, set of images available. And so we started working with those images, and it turns out that there's a lot of other imagery out there as well. USGS has, I think, 13 time-lapse cameras in Nebraska now. Uh, A lot of those are on the Platte River. Mm -hmm. And there are other large camera networks out there. So I have students working on that, trying to build software where people could more easily extract hydrologic or water information from those images and there's a website for that too gagecam.org yeah that's interesting i guess if anybody's out tubing on the platte river and has a terrible time then the usgs is totally going to see it (laughs) if they're in that 15 minute (laughs) interval where they snap a photo (laughs) that no that's really awesome yeah there are some really large image archives out there another one is called phenocam which has existed since about 2010 so they have some fairly long-term imagery data sets Uh, a lot of those are just looking at vegetation 
on landscapes, but a lot of those, a fair number of those cameras have some kind of water or snow uh, in the imagery. Something that kind of ties in with the data science, machine learning, and AI theme that I'm, I'm thinking about. Yeah, no, I think that's really cool. Very interesting as well. One of the things I really like to work on, again, it kind of ties back into my, maybe my interest in, in seeing, you know, kind of being able to visualize things is in a lot of areas, groundwater is feeding streams mm -hmm. and the quality of the groundwater can affect the streamwater quality. So that's the focus of one of our story maps. And then the other is a uh, groundwater and sandhill streams. And that one kind of pulls out the idea that there is ancient groundwater that's has an impact on our modern hydrological cycle. I think that's pretty interesting yeah. for Nebraskans to know about. Yeah, it is. I mean, right uh, where we are, we're relatively close to the sand hills. So if we want to go up to Valentine or anything, we can. And probably, let's see, about four years ago, the highway was flooded because because the water table was so saturated. And then as you drive through the sand hills, you get the unexpected surprise of wetlands and birds using those wetlands and you're like wow i thought there were only cows and rolling hills out here and surprise surprise you know there are hidden treasures absolutely yeah and i've i've been in the sand hills for all kinds of weather it's it's just a beautiful landscape and like you said the more time you spend there the more you see basically mm -hmm. and yeah and so if you do go tanking you know in the middle loop or whatever <laughs> You might be floating on, you know, water that just came out of the aquifer and after being there for a thousand or more years, for example. It's wow, kind of that's a crazy intriguing, to think. Yeah, intriguing concept that you, that's what you're floating on, you know, so. That is, that's, that's very wild, very yeah, wild to think yeah. about. Well, anyway, well, uh, it was great to talk to you about the WAVES program and everything like that today, Troy. I think that um, what you guys have going on, again, is, is great, very informational for people that don't know. And um, I'm excited to hear about how the groundwater management game goes. Uh, just so all the FFA teachers know, um, it's going to be a statewide thing that Troy and his um, associates are going to do so that everybody can be on a better page when it comes to water quality, water quantity, and water research history. Yes, thanks so much for having me on. Appreciate it. All right, so that was some really cool, great information from Troy there. So thank you again, Troy, for being our guest this week. And again, you can go check out the WAVES website and you can see these videos that him and his team have put together to be a better education and information station for everybody in Nebraska so we can all learn and we can all share the same knowledge correctly. So thanks again for tuning in. Don't forget, you can always go to www.nebraskaontap.com and you can check out our latest episodes there. You can go to YouTube spotify our rss feed or apple Podcasts as well to find us just type in nebraska on tap so thanks again if you are subscribed and if you're not please don't forget to like and subscribe we will talk to everybody later have a great rest of the week bye bye